0: Um, And now I'm just going to welcome all of our sisters who are online. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. Um, A few announcements I just want to share with the whole community. Um, As many of you will know, uh, Renee, who used to be on our staff, uh, suffered a major stroke last November. And many of you have been praying for her. A lot of you have written her cards. And so I talked to her last week and I said, hey, I think it'd be really powerful for the women to get to see your face. And so she just made a little video uh, to say hi to you guys. So I'm going to share that with you and you can hear from our beloved Renee hey everyone it's Renee I just wanted to thank you all for all your prayers and all your greetings and um
1: for all the cards that were sent to me Um, it means a lot for me to hear from you
0: and so I just wanted to tell you thank you so much um for me for my family for lifting us up and uh, for praying for us thank you so much Oh, so that's sweet, Renee. She is still uh, in recovery mode, so we're praying just God to fully restore her and all her faculties. Thank you so much for praying for her, and it is her birthday this weekend, so if you know her, you can give her a little shout-out and say, hey, we love you, praying for you. Um, If you haven't heard of our women's conference that's coming up, it's going to be lit. Uh, That's what young people say for cool. Um, It's going to be awesome. We're going to meet March 11th and 12th. It's like a Friday night and a Saturday morning. Um, Some of you used to be like, hey, I don't want to drive up the mountain. And so guess what? You don't have to drive up the mountain right now. Um, You can just be right here with us on campus. Kathy Christopher is going to be talking, and she's going to be talking about what it means to be restored. And I don't know about you, but that is a message that my heart needs in this season. So uh, you can register. Registration's open right now. You can come in person with us. That's $25. Or if you'd prefer, you can do online with us, which is $15. So register for that today. Uh, The sooner you register, the more it will help us prepare everything for you. We have a team that's already getting everything ready. And we're just excited for you guys to be on campus with us to see what God will do. So, register for that. Uh, And last but not least, I want to share something really exciting that's happened in our ministry. Some people know Sandra Delgado has joined our staff. Come on up, Sandra. Come on up. Um, Some of you have been so faithful in praying with us as Jill and I have been in a season without a dear helper. And so we've been praying and Sandra came to our staff and she is officially starting. She officially started on Monday, but she'll be full-time with us starting on Valentine's Day. So I'm going to ask her to take off her lovely mask and share a little word with us just so you get to know her. But um, if you'd please help me just welcome her. We're so excited that she's here. Oh, yeah, no, it's perfect Mm -hmm. thank you guys so much um
1: once again i am so privileged and i feel so honored to be able to come and be here with you guys uh, to be able to give back to the community who has given so much to me and my family so my um, i have a husband here who helps out in worship his name is gus and i have three kids who have gone through um, all of students and and kids from nursery all the way up until high school now and so i have two high schoolers and i still have one nine-year-old who is over at three four five and i can't tell you how just I feel so blessed to be able to be here. Uh, The last, well, the longest time I've been just mom, And so my identity has been mom, and I feel like the Lord finally is pushing me out of my comfort zone, is just telling me, now it's time for you to be a woman, to be my daughter, to step away from that role that he gave to me that I cherish very much, being a mom, and I loved my time being home with the kids. Um, But he's like, it's time, it's time for you to be out there, and I need to use you now. Um, so I'm so blessed. Thank you guys for for having me. Yeah,
0: hey. thank you. I'll take this. Uh, I would love if you would just extend a hand. We're gonna bless and pray for Sandra as she enters this new position with Women's Ministry. Um, Lord God, we're so thankful uh, for an answer to prayer, Lord, that you've called Sandra uh, to minister to the women in our community in this time, in this season. And so, God, I just pray a fresh blessing over her and anointing uh, as she's called to serve the church, Lord, and the women of our church. I pray you you. you would cover her family, that you'd bless them, and that you give her such a clear sense of her belovedness, Lord, before you. So use her, make her fruitful and multiply, God, all of her efforts, and we just cover her with your peace and joy today. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. (laughs) Thanks, Sandra. Uh, So Sandra will be on staff with us, so at some point when you see her, uh, get the chance, introduce yourself, get to know her, welcome her uh, to the team. She'll be with us from here moving forward. friends. I'm like kind of getting like giddy excited like woo, we're talking about the Holy Spirit today and it's gonna be so fun. Um, and so I've just been praying and saying, Lord, would you have your way? And it was funny because I walked in today. I always leave my notes up here and then I walked in and it was, we were about to get started and my notes weren't up here and I was like, uh-oh. Someone threw away my notes. And so I was like, you know what? Maybe this is God saying just get out on the water and trust and let the spirit speak through you. Uh, but our, our tech director, Rory, reprinted my notes. So thanks, Rory, for that. Um, but you guys, today we're going to talk about the spirit of of God the Holy Spirit and this is the third person of the Trinity we have God the Father Jesus the Son and the Holy Spirit and I don't know uh, what your church background is what you grew up in if you knew about the Holy Spirit if you've heard of him if you'd experienced him before uh, for me I grew up in a Lutheran Church that didn't really talk about the Holy Spirit or his role in our lives I had heard of him we'd sang hymns about him but I never really felt like I knew that person of the Trinity uh, and it wasn't until later in my life that I feel like I actually encountered the Spirit of God and got to know him. And so what happened was I was really involved in my youth group in high school, and one day our pastor got up and he talked about who the Holy Spirit is is in our lives and he said when you are going through anything hard you can talk to the holy spirit he is a wonderful counselor and he will lead you into all truth and so i heard that i took note of it it was one of those things the knowing versus experiencing like okay i know that the spirit is in me Um, but it wasn't until i was 14 i think i was 15 or 16 and i was going through a really hard time in my life where i was so jealous of the women, or the women, the young women, uh, the girls at my high school. I started feeling really insecure. I would constantly compare myself to other girls and every day kind of felt like a battle. I never felt like enough. I was jealous of the girls who got all the guys. I was jealous of the girls who had brand new clothes. I was jealous of the girls who were skinnier than I was. I was jealous of girls that had nicer cars than me. And so this jealousy was starting to destroy my inside. I don't know if you've ever felt jealous, but it's an awful feeling. It feels like it's something in you is fighting who you are. And so one night I remember sitting in my bed and remembering what my pastor said. And he said, you can cry out to the Holy Spirit when you need help. And I remember just crying because I was feeling just not good enough. I didn't know what to do. I felt like I never measured up. And so I just prayed and I said, God, Will you send the Holy Spirit to help me? I don't know what to do. And the first encounter I remember so vividly of the Holy Spirit is he put a Bible verse in my head. He gave me a direction. He wrote Proverbs 14.30. And now I I didn't really study scripture. I had no idea what that meant. Uh, I knew it wasn't from me because I didn't know what that scripture was and so I got out an old Bible that my grandma gave me and I read it and it said a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And that was my first experience of the Holy Spirit, that we have a defender, an advocate, a spirit who is bigger than us that can guide us into all truth. I didn't think that verse up in my head, I didn't reach it, but when I read that verse, something broke down in my spirit and I realized, I don't want to live in envy. I don't want to live feeling like I'm not enough. So I called out to the spirit and I said, will you help me not be jealous? I want this life of peace because it's destroying me on the inside. And I remember encountering the spirit in that moment and going to school the next day and seeing people differently. I didn't judge myself compared to them. I didn't want what they had. I started to be content with who I was because I saw the error in my ways. I knew if I kept on being jealous, it was gonna destroy me from the inside out. You see, the Holy Spirit is our power source. In John sixteen seven, Jesus says this, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I'm going away. He means he's going back up to the Father. He's gonna die and resurrect. He's telling us to his disciples, it's for your good that I'm going away. Unless I go away, the advocate, or the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. It was like Jesus did a tag team, and the disciples who were around him were like, we don't want you to leave, we need you, Like you're the one doing the miracles. And Jesus was like, no, 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 it's way better that I go, because if I go, Tag, you're it. The Holy Spirit comes down. And for all those who believe in Jesus, the promise of the Holy Spirit is in us. So while Jesus was one place in one person at one time, the Holy Spirit is the gift that he gives all of us. All of us have the Holy Spirit in us when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Savior. And so that's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to talk about this concept of living as the beloved. We cannot do it without the spirit of God in it. This is not a roll up your sleeves and work and get it done, ladies. This is a inviting the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead to come in and do something in us that we cannot do on our own. So will you bow your heads and pray with me? Uh, Father, we thank you for the word of God, how it's alive and active. And Lord, I thank you uh, for the power of your Holy Spirit. And so Lord, right now, I just pray that you would stir the Holy Spirit in each one of us, Father that we would sense this gift that you've deposited in us, God, that you would reveal to us who you are in our lives and how you want to change us, God, from the inside out. So Lord, Holy Spirit, would you have your way, God, in this talk today, in our days today, in our lives, in our worlds, in our families, uh, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. All right, we're gonna dive right in. We're gonna pick up from where Jill left off last week. She talked about being children of God, how that's the great invitation that you and I are extended to offer to be his children. So we're gonna pick up right in the next verse. Um, And it says this. It says, this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit he gave us. So if you're taking notes today, this is the first thing I want you to learn about the Holy Spirit. Because we have the spirit of God in us, we can rest in confidence. The Holy Spirit allows us to rest in confidence. How many of you, when you pray, have ever felt condemned? Has anyone ever felt condemned? And let me give you an example. So you're praying to the Lord and you're asking him to bless your marriage, bless your kids, bless your family, bless your finances, and a voice comes against you like, who are you to ask for that? You don't deserve that. You're not worthy of that. You think that God should give you that when you just did that. You see, there's a spirit, spirit of the enemy, that wants to condemn us. And so that verse, it says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Here's the deal, when we have the Holy Spirit in us, Satan will wanna come against us when we go to our Father in prayer for what we need, for what we want. And he'll come against us and say, you're not enough, you're not worthy, God's not gonna do that for you. Who do you think you are that you have the authority to ask that? And what the promise is is that the Holy Spirit will usurp That spirit of condemnation. Because the reality is, the truth is, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Do you know how much God loves you? Uh, Psalm 139 is what really got me thinking about this. I'm going to read it over you Psalm 139, 1 through 6. It says this You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before you. Lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Here's the truth, friends. God knows you and he loves you. And so, when a spirit of condemnation comes against you, the Holy Spirit rises up against that and says, uh, uh uh uh. You talk back to that spirit that wants to condemn you and tell you that you can't ask for that, that you don't deserve that, that's too big for your God. The Holy Spirit defends you, He's your advocate in that moment. And He says, Uh uh uh. God is greater than the enemy that's coming after you. Amen. One of the things I love about God is that when we're in Christ there's no condemnation for us but one of the ways I like to view um, when we feel condemned or guilty about something that is not God passing a judgment on us or coming down with a gravel it's like when you're in a car and a light goes off in your dashboard like hey you have low gas your engine lights on you need something it's a warning sign for us of hey pay attention this is something that might hurt you or cost you How many of us have ever avoided dashboards in our lives that have cost us something, right? The Holy Spirit whose job is to lead us into all truth those condemnations, those I like to see as a warning sign of, hey, let's examine this with the truth of the Spirit. Maybe there is a decision I'm making wrong. Maybe there is something that I'm not confessing that could end up really costing me and my life and my heart. So this is not a judgment statement over us. It's the Spirit prompting something that could k- seek to kill or destroy us. So if you have that in prayer, if something comes up, examine it before the Lord and lay it at the side. Say, okay, I'm going to, I'll trust you Lord that if you want me to change something in my life I'll do it but I know I'm not judged I know I'm not condemned I know I still am worthy to come to you we can talk back because of the power of the spirit to the enemy who comes against us but then there's a second part of that it says dear friends if our hearts do not condemn us we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his command and do what pleases him Did you see that second part? Because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. Friends, when we walk in truth, when we live out godliness, when we allow the spirit to direct us and guide us and be obedient to what God says, it says right here, we have confidence before God and ask him anything that we want and we receive it from him. Now some of you are thinking like, oh my gosh, good. I've really wanted the Tesla and now is the time for me to walk in truth and ask for the Tesla. Um, What this means is God promises to give us the desires of our heart. And what that means is not, I want a Tesla, can I please have it? It's saying, God, what car do you want me to have? And God tells me, Holy, I want you to have this cute old purple Prius, and I desire that purple old Prius. Do you see what that the difference between that? It's not, hey, I want this, I need this, give me this. It's, God, what do you want me to desire? And I desire what the Lord has given me. He will give us the desires of our hearts, and they will be in line with who he is and the call he has for our lives. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever been to a jail cell or a prison cell. Um, I have gone to visit somebody in jail before, uh, and it's a really hard thing. They they call you in, and you the person comes, and they can talk on the phone, but there's this glass line around them. And I think this is such a good illustration uh, for what sin can look like in our lives. It's like when you go, you, you can't hug the person, you can't touch them, you can't make sure they're okay, because they are trapped in a prison. And that's what sin does for us. Sin traps us in a prison and God is on the other side, and he loves us all the same. He communicates the same, but we don't get the closeness to him. And this passage says, when you follow his ways, when you're living in truth, that barrier, that prison, that dividing wall is taken away, and God can give you the desires of your heart. You can be close with your father. That's John's heart for us, that we would walk in truth so that we can be close to the father. And what we ask of him, he will do through us. He will give us the desires of our heart so where is your confidence struggling these days are you able to rest in confidence of who you are with the lord because the holy spirit wants to give us that confidence that peace that we can go to the father that we are able to follow him because of the spirit that will guide us inside of him first rule today rest in confidence the holy spirit allows us to do that Second passage, we're gonna keep going. First John four, one through three says, Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into this world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. So the second point today we're going to talk about is testing the spirits. You and I are given a spirit of truth in us, but there are lots of other spirits that have gone out into the world. I'm gonna call it the spirit of the world and the spirit of truth. Those are the two differentiations I'm gonna make. And what John is saying is he's saying you need to test the spirits. You need to test what this is specifically talking about. In Jesus's time, His Gnosticism was huge. Greek philosophy said that the body was evil. And so John and the disciples went around preaching a gospel that said, Jesus, the deity of God, like deity, royal, the founder of the universe, came in human form. He became God incarnate and dwelt among us. And what the Greek philosophers were saying was, we believe Jesus is God, but there is no way he came in bodily form. Bodily functions, bodily desires, flesh, it's evil. God would never, ever put himself in an evil body. And so they changed the message of Jesus. And so when we think about what is truth, we believe that God, that Jesus was fully human and fully God. I think if you look at our world today, we don't have a problem, most of us don't have a problem with Jesus being human. Most people say, yeah, he was a great teacher, he was a great prophet, he walked on this earth, we've read the Dead Sea Scrolls, like yeah, he definitely lived on this earth. People challenge whether or not he was God, the son of God who came down. And this is saying, when you wanna test the spirits, the way to test him is if you believe, if that spirit believes that Jesus was fully human and fully God. Now, what does this look like lived out? There are so many different philosophies, theologies, uh, trends that go on in our world. I think about, I was on Pinterest. I don't really do social media, but Pinterest is like one of my main scrolling addictions, you could say. Um, So I was scrolling through Pinterest yesterday and everything is just grabbing for your attention of like ads, you need this, or new diet trends, or the latest swimsuit, or you have to go on this vacation, you have to buy this thing. There's all these things in the world that promise us something that they cannot deliver. And so I wonder for our own faiths, when we're being honest, how many things we believe Jesus and i link back to my high school self. I believed in Jesus, but it was Jesus and I weigh this amount and I have this boyfriend and I have this car, then I'll be happy. Jesus and, what is that in your life? Jesus and, my marriage is stronger. Jesus and, my kids follow you. Jesus and, I make more in my job. Jesus and, I get the dream house. Jesus and, I have friends do this. We add things to Jesus all the time. And the problem with this is when we live for anything beyond Jesus Christ, fully human, fully God, we get deceived, right? We get tricked, we get lured into something that can't actually deliver, and we pollute the gospel. We add something else to Jesus Christ. And so I wonder in your life today, what beliefs have you inherited from the world that maybe you've never even checked or challenged? That's the thing about beliefs and and cultural beliefs. When we grow up in them, it's like a fish in water. We don't even realize that we're believing that. But if you were to invite the Holy Spirit today to examine your heart and say, Holy Spirit, what am I believing that isn't true? What would he say to you? That's what I want to invite you to do this week is to invite the Holy Spirit in you to test what you believe, what you're living for, to challenge some of your own thoughts about if I had this, I'd be happy. If this were different, I would be content. If I could only you fill in the blank because the reality is Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the beginning and the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega and he is the only thing that we have ever needed and anything that adds to that only enslaves us to it. What do you think or believe that you need in this life to be happy apart from Jesus. Invite the Holy Spirit to speak into that, to challenge that, because if we don't, friends, oh, we can get caught in all sorts of webs and traps and lies, and we can chase an illusion that if only we had that thing, we would be happy. How many of you have gotten the thing that you thought would make you happy, only to find out it didn't last very long, right? There are all these things that the world tells us we need to be happy and we can chase all of them and we can get them. And for points, we can be really content. But at the end of the day, the spirit of truth, the spirit of God is the only thing that will actually satiate us. It's the only thing that can actually change us, that can actually heal us. When I was thinking about this, I was thinking like, what are some of the things that I have believed or trusted on more than Jesus? And I think one thing I really got into probably in my 20s was like the self-help Thing. Like, or I would read books about like how to be better at this or how to do leadership. And I, I wanna say, I don't think there's anything wrong with those things. I think they have great tools, behavior modification, but the reality is true transformation is an inside job. You and I need Jesus to come in and change the inside of us. I can work on my behavior modification, I can change my thoughts, but I cannot fix, heal, or save myself, that's the truth. And I can read every self-help book out there, which for a while, I feel like in my 20s, I I got a good number of them in because I wanted to be the best I could be. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's, it's not the truth. The truth is that I need Jesus Christ to come in and change my heart, to transform me, to heal things of my past, to make me different than I was, to help me put on the new self and leave behind the old self. Only Jesus creates lifelong transformation. So what are you believing in that you think will set you free. I wanna challenge you to bring it back, to let the spirit of truth show you what that is so you don't get deceived. Second uh, Corinthians 3, 17 through 18 says, "'Now the Lord is the spirit, "'and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. "'And we all, who with unveiled faces "'contemplate the Lord's glory, "'are being transformed into his image "'with ever-increasing glory, "'which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit.'" Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, which means the Antichrist or anybody against Jesus, where that false Spirit is there is entrapment, there's deception, there is not freedom. Where do you need freedom in your life? Where do you feel trapped? Where do you feel overwhelmed? What would it look like to invite the spirit of the living God to reveal to you what is true so that you can let go of beliefs that have promised to deliver or heal you or fill you that are not true? Psalm 25.3 says, no one who hopes in you jesus will ever be put to shame but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause the problem when we believe false spirits is that we get deceived and then we feel shame shame is an awful ugly thing to feel that satan loves when he heaps us with shame but the spirit of god is the spirit of freedom, it's the spirit like Allison said before, coming into the light feeling seen, known, loved, and welcome. What spirit is guiding you this week and what would it look like to invite the spirit of truth to guide you and to forsake other lies that you believed? And the last section today we're gonna read is 1 John 4, four through six. It says, you dear children are from God and have overcome them, that's the other spirits, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. But we are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. So the last point I wanna make today is because of the Holy Spirit, because of the Spirit of God that lives in us, we can overcome the world. We can overcome the world. Uh, when I was living in India, I did my master's there. Um, uh, it's when the Nepal earthquake happened and India borders Nepal. And I remember being in a coffee shop and everything started swaying really slowly. It wasn't like earthquakes here where it all goes fast. It was like my equilibrium was off. And so we we all saw these lights swing really slowly because it was the reverberations from Nepal. And we went outside and I kid you not, the entire city of Calcutta was swaying I've never felt anything like it, like your eardrums are off. So everything was swaying and I just remember feeling so small and so helpless and thinking I was going to watch the whole city crumble into the sea. It was the first time I've ever felt that small and that powerless. The reality is the Spirit of God is all all the power in the universe. And that power, that amazing shifting of buildings that didn't end up crumbling, that's how strong the Spirit of God is who lives in us. So regardless of how you feel, regardless of what your circumstance is, because the Spirit of God lives in us, we have like this power pack that cannot be overcome. Though the world come against us, he who is in us is greater than he who's in the world. And I wonder today what circumstances in your life are seeking to kill and destroy you, to overcome you. Maybe it's a marriage, maybe it's your finances, maybe it's your health. Whatever is coming against you, I want to remind you that the Spirit of God who dwells in us is able to overcome God in us is bigger than anything that would confront us in this world. That's the peace, that the hope that we have in him. Uh, John 13, 16 says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you of what is yet to come. One of my favorite ways of thinking about the Holy Spirit is thinking about him like a compass. He is our guide and he directs us into all truth. Ultimately, it says the Holy Spirit is a deposit put in us, guaranteeing what is to come, eternal life with Jesus. So when I feel lost, when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel like I don't know what to do, instead of running to the world or something outside of it, I like to turn inwards and invite the Spirit to guide me into truth. What is the next thing I need to do? what do you ask of me where do i go how do i overcome this how do i fight this how do i respond to her how do i handle him how do i interject myself in this problem we have the holy spirit as a compass who promises to lead us into all truth does anyone feel lost these days does anyone feel confused does anyone feel overwhelmed by life circumstances Thank you for laughing with me in that because I think life can be very overwhelming at times. But the Holy Spirit, he who is in us, is greater than the confusion that's in the world. You and I have a guide inside of us whose literal job is to navigate this life with us so we can be obedient to the Father, experiencing his freedom, and experiencing the glory of living for him all the way till home all the way till we arrive at the pearly gates to be with Christ forever. We have a guide in us. What would it look like for you to invite that guide to inform your next step in whatever problem you're experiencing today? Um, I wanna paint just kind of a closing image for you. When I was thinking about this, I kept seeing two houses. So you and I get to choose uh, what spirit we let guide us, right? There's two spirits, spirit of truth and spirit of deceit. And so the promise is that when we let the spirit of truth guide us, Like Allison said, the light comes on and we can see everything. So we live in the houses that we build. And so the invitation for you today, you and I, is to invite the Holy Spirit to have his way in us, to empower us, to speak truth over us, to guide us into obedience. But I want to paint these two houses for you. The spirit of truth offers us this warm house filled with light. And the spirit of deceit is this house of darkness where we are lost and confused. The spirit of truth offers us what is real, what's genuine, what's tangible, what we can hold on to. The spirit of deceit is a house of mirrors. It's illusions, it's fake, it is not real. The spirit of truth offers us hope. There's a promise there. There's a sure foundation. There's an anchor for our souls while the spirit of despair is looming over a spirit of dispute. There's despair. There's heaviness. There's no sense of fulfillment. And then there's the reality. What is actual? What is true? God created the heavens and the earth and so he authored life. He wants us to experience it in its realness instead of a fake illusion, a desperate hope, a, a weird, cruel fantasy that we could have everything and be fulfilled apart from God. God is inviting you and I to live in a spirit of truth. And so I wonder today where you need the Holy Spirit to come in, to be your power pack, to do what only he can do. Uh, I'm going to invite Allison to come on up. There's just been this song that's been um, kind of just sitting in the back of my heart as I've been praying about kind of our word today and the spirit of God and it's the song that I learned um, a while ago but sometimes the refrain of it just helps me uh, to posture myself before the Lord and say I need your Holy Spirit in me. So I'm gonna invite Allison uh, to sing that over us and if she wants to invite us to sing it with her and then I'll close us in prayer. Thanks Allison. Sing
2: it with us if you know this spirit of the living god fall fresh on me spirit me mm-hmm.
0: just sit in that posture for a moment spirit of the living god would you fall afresh on us right now lord you are able to do abundantly more than we ask hope or imagine and you've entrusted us with your own spirit so father right now in this next minute i pray that the holy spirit would speak to each woman here father that he would comfort her, that he would guide her, that he would allow her to rest in confidence, that he would reveal any lie that she is believing that could seek to destroy her, and that he would remind her that he is stronger than the circumstances she faces. So right now, Holy Spirit, we invite you to minister to us.